Welcome to the Fulfillment Stories Podcast number nine. I'm Chelsea Bay Dennis. Fulfillment is a storytelling event featuring local community leaders and entrepreneurs who share their journey towards fulfillment and meaning through vocation that will challenge you to come alive. Evan Smith is the CEO of Cherry Capital Foods, a unique food distributor based in Traverse City, Michigan, that is building a resilient and socially just food system. They work with farmers, growers, and producers, both locally and regionally, but only from the state of Michigan. Here's Evan's story from the May 2015 event. Next up, we have Evan Smith from Cherry Capital Foods, and I don't think I've ever seen him without a Hawaiian shirt on a day in my life. Um, I don't know if he's going to put this in his talk, so I'm just going to say it too. He's jumped in the bay every single month for the past how many months? 134 months. So that's January, February, March. Um, so we ran into him yesterday. He was telling us about that this month was really cold. But um, So here's Evan Smith. Thanks, Chelsea. Um, May is normally a pretty easy month, but um, you need a southerly breeze this time of year, and that blows the only warm water out, and it brings that really cold stuff up. So... While the weather was nice, the water was very, very cold. Um, <clears throat> just my luck, I have to follow the nihilist philosopher Cook. <laughs> yeah. um, <clears throat> when, when Chelsea approached me about doing this, I, I seriously said, really, how many people have already said no? Where, where, where are you at? Um, because I, I tend not to really... Uh, look back at what we've been able to create and what we've been able to do um, at Cherry Capital Foods as much as I am looking forward to what we're going to do. So it was a really interesting activity for me. And as I looked around at the people on the panel, I realized I've hired two of them. I've been hired by one of them. And I think Eric fired me one time, but we're back on probation. <laughs> and, and I think... I think it speaks a little bit to, um, to the nature of food and community. And I think Allison said it really well. This community lends itself very well to that activity. And when we blend it with something as wonderful and beautiful as the music we're hearing from Nick, it really harkens back to the times that, that Eric was talking about when around the campfire all we had was the music and the food. That was it. You didn't turn on the light. You didn't turn on the air conditioning. So we're really talking about something that creates community. And as I think about how I got here and thinking about the other people on this panel, um, I got through five decades wandering aimlessly through career paths. So it wasn't that when I had a bowl of Rice Krispies at the age of five and I was sprinkling sugar on them, I turned to my mother and said, you know, Mom, I really think I want to work on building a resilient and socially just food system. <laughs> I, I wasn't part of the conversation. It really wasn't. Um, but I also heard something and, from Allison, and I know Timothy pretty well, 
And I'm thinking we all would have been medicated for OCD. And I think it might be one of the common traits among entrepreneurs. I really do. I think it's that constant striving and looking for more and, and, and not being satisfied and having to do five or six things at once. And so in reflecting back on how I ended up here, I was trying to think of a few of those aha moments and a couple of things that have, as I've wandered this path, sort of started to focus it for me. And I, I remember a conversation with my father. He, um, he worked at, at Ford's. Everybody knows it's not Ford Motor. It's not Ford. It's Ford's. Um, and I asked, I mean, he, your father's the smartest man in the world. He's putting on a suit every day, going to work. And I said, what's it like? And he said, you know, I've got a lot of great ideas, and they take forever if they ever happen, and somebody else takes credit for it. And I said, well, that hardly seems fair. I'm never going to work for a big company. And I also grew up in the late 60s when nobody wanted to work for the man. Okay? There's no way. So I went to college, and I went to another one of those great MIAA schools, Alma. And um, I went there to play college football because I knew that the NFL was looking for their next great running back <laughs> at a Division Three school in the middle of Michigan. <laughs> Why not? Um, after four years in realizing that the NFL Combine it was not nearly as well developed as I had thought and that they clearly had overlooked a real opportunity, I graduated from school without a job. And... Um, I wandered around a little bit, and I found myself in Chicago working for an industrial contracting company. We were um, cleaning power plants, both coal-fired and nuclear. I have sat at the steam tube generators with 10,000 PSI of 20 gallons per minute water to break it out so the lights would stay on in Chicago. And I've scrubbed the reactor pool in nuclear reactors and stood on coke batteries and up to my waist in waste at a Lever Brothers plant. And I realized, this is really not what I want to be doing. <laughs> and so over the course of about three years, I was able to save up enough money that I decided what I really needed to do was find out where I wanted to live because I wanted to be outside. I wanted to be where I could go sailing and I could go hiking and I could go camping. So I saved up enough money and I traveled for the next six to eight months all over the United States. I went to as many national parks and as many states as I could get to. And at the end of that trip, I decided that it was either going to be Traverse City, Seattle, or Hawaii. After examining how far away Hawaii was and the fact that all the water in Seattle had salt. I decided that Traverse City was where I wanted to be. And so in 1978, I moved to Traverse City without a job. Fully confident that while the NFL might not have the brightest bulbs on the tree, certainly Traverse City, a progressive community in northern Michigan, would be welcoming for me. And it took about another four months to find a job, and I entered into the insurance business. And 
as I worked in the insurance business, I got to learn the community. I got to f- meet people. I actually enjoyed it quite a bit, but I was also starting a family, and I didn't want to be working nights. So I had an opportunity with one of my clients who was in a startup food-related business, and they said, look, people are going to eat whether there's a recession or not. Specialty food is a great place to be. I said, okay, why not? I mean, I can do anything, right? So I started working for a company, and we were importing and exporting food all over the world. Incredible experience. I was up in Traverse City. I was learning to sail. I was camping. I was doing all the things I wanted to do. How could I not be happy? And after about 15 years, they made it clear to me that not only was I not happy, they were not happy. And I got fired. That's sort of a aha moment. <laughs> so I said, all right, let's take stock. I've got, um, I've got my health. So I decided that what I was really going to have to do was redefine who I was. And I spent time starting my own business, and fortunately the first person that hired me to consult was my friend Timothy at Food for Thought. And I ended up having an opportunity to work in a much more localized food system for the next six to eight years. And ideas are now starting to come through to me. I'm starting to see social justice issues, and I'm starting to see how we want to treat people and how I want my workplace to be. And so I discovered that the way I learn is through observation and through reading. And so I was doing a lot of reading, and we were doing great. And then one of our largest customers came up and said, oh, by the way, you guys are fired. Great. Our largest customer has just gone away. So under those circumstances, I... uh, started looking for some part-time work, and fortunately, with with Timothy's help and through some other connections, I was able to uh, have an opportunity to start working at Cherry Capital Foods. And Chip said to me, look, I want to build a business here. I don't want to be involved in operations. Make it happen. All of a sudden, I looked at myself and said, I'm going to have to get my shit together pretty seriously on this. And I, and I turned to Timothy and I said, Timothy, I don't know if anybody can do this. And he said, well, look at it this way. If you do, people are really going to be impressed. <laughs> I said, okay, okay. So what we did and what, what I'm proudest of is that we've built a company that I want to be at where all we're measuring are the results. I don't care if you're on Facebook, if you're producing. I don't care what time you get into the office. What I care about is are you contributing in a positive way to the culture at our company? And are you contributing to the direction we're going? And the exciting part about what I get to do every day, aside from dressing like this, is that people are happy there. We've got a daycare for little kids, one of only two in our region. And it's because we didn't want to have more employee turnover. We get to keep people 
longer. We've grown to over 50 people. We're having our open house next Monday, a week from Monday, the 18th, from 2 to 7. I expect all of you there. I'm serious. Come and see what we're doing. It's really cool. Talk to the people. So I feel extremely blessed to have been given an opportunity to build something that I can be proud of. But what makes me proudest is the people that are doing it are proud of what they're doing. And that makes it really enjoyable every day. So when I think about issuing a challenge, I really thought I was going to tell all of you to go out and get your sorry butts fired tomorrow. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) I decided instead that I was going to ask you to write down three things about your current job that you don't like and pick one of them and figure out how you're going to change it. It's not always what somebody's doing to you. It's what you're doing to yourself. And if you can focus on making the change in the world that you want, you will find that fulfillment. Thank you. Thank you.